0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode here of All Things Football. we got a great one for you today, recapping a wild, wild week one of the NFL um, and previewing another great week here of week two. So excited that the NFL season is upon us. A lot of action has already happened, a lot of injuries, a lot of things that have happened here setting up the the rest of the season. So excited to get into it. Chase, how are we feeling?
1: feeling great right week one football is always the best even though there were some games that were like left you're wanting more we know that we're here in the thick of football season
0: I mean this was honestly like I can't remember a worse week one overall of like quality of football played than this week Um yeah. I mean it was it was just bad bad quality of football I mean we have teams that normally are great suck I mean you look at you know we will dive into it more but just you know we look at like the Bills look at the Bengals look at the Ravens the Chief, you know all these teams that are these high flying teams that like are good like top tier teams you know just did not play well yeah. um and so a lot of a lot of interesting things so a lot to dive in um here today so we are going to start here with um some league news um but um before we do that um just want to go ahead and um, just remind everybody, if you are following along with us, we are on episode 28 of All Things Football. If you've caught every episode so far, make sure you comment, subscribe, give us a five star rating. If you think we deserve it, share with a friend. We are trying to grow the channel um, and grow the podcast and reach more people. Um, and as, as the NFL season and college football season gets under the way, just kind of give you our takes and some things. So if you like that, stick around, um, please share it and let's go ahead and get started. This is All Things Football. All righty, Chase, so some league news. So we'll start off with one. This happened, I feel like, a lifetime ago, um, right about as the season was kicking off um, out of the Cincinnati Bengals camp where Joe Burrow's massive contract extension was reported. He is signing a five-year, $275 million contract to become the highest paid player ever in the history of the NFL. It seems like we've we've said that 20 times this offseason so far as people keep getting paid, keep getting paid. Um, and Joe Burrow now is the champion of the most money making in the NFL. So what are your quick thoughts here on this Joe Burrow contract extension that we all knew was coming? Yeah,
1: I think that's the thing is we all knew it was coming. We all knew it was going to be record-breaking. I mean, I wish I, the people who make those graphics have to have them just queued up, right? Because, you know, next year Trevor Lawrence is going to do it. You know, if, if Justin Fields takes the step that he needs to, he might do it. Who knows? They're, you know, it's, it's going to keep going, right? This is not uh, – Joe Burrow is not going to stay the highest-paid player for very long, right? If he has a great year again this year, he could do it. So this is just a new thing each quarterback contract is going to be bigger than the next right and when they're when they're this high that's just going to keep going up congratulations joe Burrow! i think he deserves it he's been to a super bowl been to two afc championship games so you know he good job joe Burrow, but not surprising
0: yeah i'm not surprising. at all we all knew it was coming it was just a matter of time of when it was going to get done obviously it gets done right as the season is starting so Congrats for Joe Burrow. Like you said, definitely deserves it. Every season he's played um, that he's been fully healthy. He's made at least the AFC championship game, right? So, I mean, it's, I mean, (laughs) hard, hard to argue against the fact that Joe Burrow, out of everybody kind of earns that contract. So, um, good job there for Joe Burrow. It'd be interesting now that he's got that deal. How are they going to be able to keep the team around him? Um, kind of see how that works so we'll see if they're able to kind of keep the band together they've already had to let quite a bit of people walk um, as we saw this past offseason and so this is just going to make it a little bit harder but we'll see how they're able to manage that um, Chris Jones ends his hold out um, Chris Jones defensive tackle of the Kansas City Chiefs has finally come to a deal but it's not the deal that we were looking for that he was looking for I should say it's not a contract extension it's just a reworked 1 year deal. Um and here are the details of this. So, um the details of his it's, it's so it's a mostly incentive late contract, essentially trying to get all the money back that he lost from sitting out all of offseason um and missing that game. He lost 1 million dollars for missing that game last <laughs> week. He was sitting in the stands, missed a million dollars. So, 19.5 million base salary already gets minus all the fines um and then here are the incentives. So 1 million for 35% playing time. That's a pretty much a gimme. 1 million for 50% playing time. Also kind of a gimme. 1.25 million for 10 sacks, another 500k for 15 sacks, and then 1 million for first team all-pro and Super Bowl appearance, and then 2 million if he's defensive player of the year and they win the Super Bowl. Um so definitely some a lot of opportunity about 5 million dollars that well no more than... So two three five about five ish five to six million dollars extra that you can earn in that season on um, this season depending on those incentives and the notable thing is is there's no franchise tag um, clause in there so the chiefs can franchise tag them um, if they want to tag and trade them if they want to tag them just to keep and hold him, so nobody can go after them while they continue working on a deal for next year um Anyway, so that's kind of where the, the Chris Jones saga is done. It doesn't look like um he got anything what he was wanting um in that holdout seems all kind of rather pointless. I'm curious to see what made him accept that and come back. I'm not for sure if it was watching that game on Sunday, if he just got the itch and says, Man, I want to play, but I need to make up some of the money that I lost. Um what are your what are your thoughts here on, on this deal and, and Chris Jones coming back?
1: Yeah, I think just based on how he settled and whatnot, I think Chris Jones has a very, very bad agent, right? I think the agents wanted paid kind of like they're doing to the Jonathan Taylor, talking to him, right? Because agents get paid every time you sign a new contract. So even though he reworked, didn't sign a new contract, reworked his contract, he's gonna have to pay his agent new dues for all this money that he just just extended to. and He didn't get that. I mean, six million more in incentives that he has to try. You know, he's got to win Defensive Player of the Year and Super Bowl to to get two million dollars. Like that that's that's gonna be that's that's a hard task especially missing a game already so i think this is just a very greedy agent using a guy that wasn't uh or that guy that was easily persuaded to do this right i think it was goofy to to, to, uh, if you're gonna miss the game you know carry it out get what you want right don't settle after you miss the game this should have been a settlement like barkley did the third week of preseason this is a barkley contract that he but he barkley was there to get blown out sunday so I I don't know. Chris I don't know what Chris Jones is doing and I don't think they need Chris Jones based off of how they played their defense defensive line at least played uh, last Thursday, right? He wasn't it wasn't like a gaping hole where the Chiefs had to be like, "Oh, fast, get me, you know, get a contract." So this is this is just weird timing, weird contract, just another weird situation to go on with this week one.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's back, so we'll see what happens, but I'm, I'm hoping maybe the incentives are going to might help him. I mean he's been great obviously every single year he's played for the Chiefs. So I'm hoping maybe those incentives maybe help kick him into another gear, right? Since he's clearly <laughs> money driven. Um right, um that it helps him, you know, perform a little bit better. So um we'll see how he looks suiting up there against the Jacksonville Jaguars here on Sunday. Um and now unfortunately the bad part of league news and that we have our injuries to report. So official injuries here, so um, Pittsburgh defensive tackle Cameron Hayward likely to miss around six weeks with an injury to his groin. He is getting surgery on that, so that's a big loss there for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, so we'll look to see how they are able to replace him. Um, there's rumors that they're trying to go after JJ Watt out of retirement to come and replace him. I don't see that happening, um, but that's a tough loss there. Also yes. losing wide receiver Deontay Johnson as well, so that. it's another um, receiver down um, for Kenny Pickett. Um, who needs all the help that he can get. Um, J.K. Dobbins out for the season, running back for the Ravens with it um, with a Achilles injury. So he's out for the season. Um, and then the, the biggest news, um, we're very sad to report, <laughs> is that four-time NFL MVP, Aaron Rodgers, has torn his Achilles as well and will miss. The entire 2023 NFL season. Yeah. We are robbed of what could have been with the New York Jets after only paying four snaps, not completing a single pass, um, goes down with the injury that we were all super confused about when it happened because it looked like just a routine sack, like a routine tack, like a routine sack, like it was nothing like crazy. And then he had to get the cart, and it was all this stuff, and we're like What's going on? And then all of a sudden the Twitter users were going in there and they were getting the video, zooming in and spotting on it, and boy, you could just see that Achilles yes. snap like a rubber band. And boy, it's just it's it's disheartening, Chase. What are your what were you thinking about when you saw that as a as a Aaron Rodgers, you know, guy, as a you know, a fan, you know, you've gone through injuries, right, where you haven't had, you know, he broke his collarbone and things like that. But this is just something this just sucked the life out, sucked the life out of the stadium, and to me, honestly, sucked the life out of the NFL season. This was going to be such a bright point of the season um, that addition to the Jets, Super Bowl expectations with Aaron Rodgers coming in, and all that is just gone like that.
1: Yeah, I think you uh, summed it up really well. I think this was just. Uh, a, a bad break for everyone, right? The Jets lost their guy, the Packers lose, you know, we'll talk about that. The Packers lose out in this. The NFL loses out on this. Us as fans lose out. There was no good thing that happened. The worst part is I hope, you know, 39, 40 year old Aaron Rodgers, you know, we don't know what that rehab looks like. You know, I hope I hope it's not. But there there's a real possibility this could be the last time we see him on the field. So I it's uh it's heartbreaking. I hate to see it, especially to a guy who I would confidently say is my favorite player of all time and aaron Rodgers. you know the the quarterback of my childhood the quarterback of all my life until this year the packers seeing him go down like that in a team that had so much hype and i mean look they they still won the game i think we're going to talk about it just a little bit they still won the game imagine what that what he could have done for them because we know who aaron Rodgers is just uh it, it just sucks man there's no other word to, but just sucks yeah
0: this just... Sucks, man. I just, I feel like you said, like it's a tough loss, obviously for the Jets, obviously we're going to talk about it, but especially for the fans, you know, it's something, you know, to, to watch and to see, you know, regardless if, even if you don't like him, you don't like the Jets or whatever, like you still love watching good players play. Like you want to have that out on the field every Sunday because it's fun to watch. Right. And we're going to be, you know, robbed of that this season. So it just kind of sucked, but I want to talk fallout um, here. So what? <laughs> what does the Jets do at quarterback moving forward? I mean, they're in the same position they were last year with Zach Wilson. Like nothing, nothing. At this point now, with Aaron Rodgers injured, he's done. They're in the same exact point as they were last season, right? Clearly, they could not get it done last season with Zach Wilson at quarterback. So I, I find it hard to believe that you know one off season under the wing of Aaron Rodgers is enough for Zach Wilson and a brand new system to come in. Uh, and 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 be competitive and really do anything. What are your thoughts here? what What do the quarter? What's the quarterback situation like? What do they do at quarterback? Do they stick with Zach Wilson? Do they try to go into a free agent market? What do they do? Yeah. So
1: i i was i i was ta- thinking about this all day. I think I've come to the conclusion of one of two things. I think option one is you stick with Zach. Right. You know what Zach is. You maybe you maybe you can work better with his. With his defaults, remember the Jags were or the not the Jags, the Jets were kind of rolling with Brees there right when they had that strong run game. Only like Peyton Manning said last night, only letting Zach throw you know twelve passes a game. You can you can scratch by and win games like that. Not not like they were going to, not like they were thinking. But they can do that. That's kind of throwing a season away. But I don't know if there's a there's not a free agent on the market right now that you can go in and get that is better than Zach for your team. Right, Zach knows your guys he, He's he got com- comfortability with Garrett Wilson He He's had an offseason in this system It is a new system But he's also had the offseason Putting the game management with this I think Zach Wilson's your guy The only thing I could see Is if the Saints are willing to trade Famous Jameis I think he could come in there I think that would be the only I've said it before I think he's the best backup quarterback in the league I think that'd be the only quarterback That's even halfway available That would be able to replace Zach Wilson You know, I don't think he needs a uh, as he doesn't need to know the system cuz he's just going to throw it up anyway your defense can get turnovers right like like we seen him did last night i could see james winston you know not super bowl hype or anything like rodgers but he could he could be a quarterback that you bring in the problem is is you're still paying rodgers even though he's injured you're still paying him so you can't bring in some Uber court Like last year, they had the money, to because no one was getting paid. Now they took on this Aaron Rodgers contract. And I think it's only like $15 million the first year, and then it gets bigger and bigger as it goes. But still, you're still paying Rodgers. This just sucks for the Jets. Honestly, it's just week one, and you're throwing away your season already.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's – I just uh, – if – I mean, the, the team is good enough where if they just get average to slightly above average quarterback play with how their defense is, they can they can do some damage. They can still get into the playoffs, right? Just because of how, how good that team is set up on the defense side of the ball, right? They just need a quarterback that's going to be able to put up 20, 20 points a game. I, I think that's fair to say. I think their defense can, can keep teams underneath 20 points for the most part, right? Um, they just need a quarterback to do that. I just... I, just don't believe it's Zach Wilson. I man, I love Zach Wilson out of BYU. I think he was overhyped, way drafted, you know, overdrafted, a hundred percent when he was coming out. But like the talent, everything is there. Um, but you just can't bake on that that that's going to be he's going to be able to be the guy every Sunday. Um, and I just they're they're not an opportunity either to where they're going to be bad enough to tank for, like, Caleb Williams or something. Like, if this was any other team, you can be like, okay, listen, obviously Rodgers was just a short-term, right? Only two years, really, max, really, that they were looking at having him. Um, and so you could use this just as one of those years. Listen, we'll go grab – we'll just tank. We'll grab Caleb Williams, have him sit one year, Rodgers comes back and plays, and then we're good to go. We're ready to rock and roll. But their defense, they're just too, still too good of a team for them to, like, to to, to fall underneath <laughs> You know, like the yeah. Texans or the Cardinals or the Rams or stuff like that. They're still doing him. So they can't do that. Do you give Tom Brady a call? <laughs> I'm being serious. Like, do you give really? Tom Brady a call? I would. No. I would be on the really? phone calling Tom Brady. Why the hell not? That just, I mean, you, why would I not give? I just want to at least did give you, him a call.
1: Did you watch him play last year? Bro, he was bad.
0: Bit. He was bad. No, he was bad. He won eight games. Bro, He was bad. I Yes, I know. But I'm not saying that they can come in and win the Super Bowl with Tom Brady. But I would take Tom Brady over Zach Wilson any day of the week. Even I agree, right now agree. in his career. And they could come in and he could be at least that, like I said, you need average, just slightly above average with how that team is set up. Average, just slightly above average. Tom Brady is that, right? He was average last year. He he can He can do that. Um, I don't know if he would do it to come back to, you know, a division rival, you know, against the Patriots. I don't know if he would do that. Maybe he's good in retirement, but I at least give him a call and see like, bro, like, hey,
1: <laughs> you
0: want to maybe come out and do it? A chance to go to Super Bowl. It's a long shot, but I would definitely give him a call. But I, I don't think if there's if they're serious about, you know, going through the rest of the season and, and, and actually trying to compete. I just I don't think they can do that with Zach Wilson.
1: Yeah. You know what I'm scared about for this Jets team? There's a quarterback out there that no one's been talking about. He's played for a couple teams. He's made to the playoffs before. Carson Wentz is a free agent. I don't think he's better than Zach Wilson, honestly. I never did. I think he's a little overrated, but I could see this Jets team just desperately heave a $5 million contract at Carson Wentz. Yeah, you can't.
0: Why not bring back Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco is there. He's been he's been with the Jets for a while now, and he says he wants to oh, yeah. play still. Like, I'd rather bring anybody besides Carson Wentz. I mean, yeah. Carson Wentz is just trash. He's just – he's shown that repeatedly. Like, yes. you're not getting – any. like, if you're going to bring a quarterback in, it has to be somebody that can actually play better than Zach Wilson and Carson, Carson Wentz can. No. Um, so, anyway, that's what we're going to be watching here is what they're going to do um, at quarterback. Um, we've kind of touched on it, but I mean, obviously the expectations, um, with this Aaron Rodgers, all off season, honestly, people were talking super bowl. super bowl. Yes. I mean, honestly, that word, that was the expectations for the jets, even though they haven't really been in the playoffs in years, all of a sudden those expectations were win division, make the playoffs, go to the super bowl. Super bowl. Um, do those expectations change now and what should they be?
1: Yes. Yes. They're, they're changed. I think uh, as I hate to say it, but I think the expectation is go 500, right? If you go 500 to Zach Wilson as your qu- quarterback, I'm going to count that as a win. I don't know. Cause again, you, like you said, right. The expectation you want tank for Caleb tank for Drake may tank for Michael Penix or Quentin yours. You take your pick, whatever quarterback you like, Shadur Sanders. He's, he's really good in college right now, but they can't, they, they don't have the ability to do that. Right. You do it. So I I think their expectation is make the playoffs. I think, you know, maybe wild cards screech in there as a seven seed. If you make the playoffs, that shows maybe there's potential for next year, right? Everyone can get a little bit better. Aaron Rodgers come back, hopefully healthy. But uh, I think without Aaron Rodgers, your Super Bowl expectations have to be on the dumps. Your playoff winning expectations have to be out, right? I think you can make it, but I don't think Zach Wilson can win a playoff game. I don't think any quarterback that you can get right now could win a playoff game. Bearing some crazy trade or something, I don't know. Maybe Dak's available, right? They they traded for Trey Lance. Maybe they want to just move off of him. I'm kidding; that's a joke. But I don't know. It, I, I think the expectations have to be way low. I'm thinking nine and eight, eight and nine make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, the, definitely wild card is is the expectation, right? You, it's mm-hmm. not like you're not going to be able to. You can't make the playoffs. The team is still set up, like we've said before. The team is still set up to be somewhat successful right to make the playoffs um, which is in this case if the if the Jets are able to make the playoffs this season I would deem that season a success right yes they haven't been in forever just to see as a Jets fan like if you're in there like just to see your team in the playoffs is, is huge um, and obviously it's not what you what you were expecting or what you're wanting obviously you want to go to the distance but sometimes you just have to accept what the football gods have given you and that's And Aaron Rodgers' team at quarterback, so I just I don't think how anything above a wild card could could be expected, no matter how good that defense is, just because of you have at the quarterback position. Um, Talk to us, Chase, about Green Bay. Um, So obviously, um, it was a kind of a I don't know. The structures are kind of weird. Incentive based, right? So if Aaron Rodgers, you know, played a certain amount of snaps or percentage right of the season, then that pick becomes a first rounder. Obviously. It's going to be a second rounder. He's out for the season. Kind of a bummer for Packers.
1: Yes. Yes. So the trade that we had last year, you know, it's all done except for this year was a first round pick. If Aaron Rodgers hit 65% of snaps, right? Easy money, right? As long as he doesn't tear his Achilles four plays in, he played 5% of snaps last night. That net, of course, that's not, that's only going to go down. He's not going to hit that 65. This is a done deal. Jets going to keep their first and we get their second round pick. So Um, That kind of kind of sucks for Green Bay. When you look at it, we gave away the second best quarterback of this generation for a pick swap first round pick going up a pick and a half and two seconds. That's what we did. We gave up Aaron Rodgers for that kind of blows. Um, There's nothing you can do about it now. It looked we'll get into it a little bit later. It looked like we made the right decision. Right. Our, Our team looked good. So, you know, not, not as hurt as it would have been if he would have got hurt in training camp before we seen the team. I think there would have been a lot more outrage if the or if the Packers would have lost against the Bears. Right. But because of the Packers performance, I think this is kind of uh, easily taken. Right. You know, it's, it's not a gut punch anymore. It's more of a maybe hit me in the arm. Right. That sucks. It's not the end of the world. It just I, I mean, I hate it as a Packers fan. Right. Especially as a draft guy. I want all the picks I can Two first round, baby. Let's go. No, no, we don't. So second yeah, round I mean, pick.
0: Yeah. Tough break. Tough break for sure. Because honestly, it's like, it's honestly like, it's only what you said. It was 60%, 65, 65. Yep. 65, which which is just like, which is, is a gimme, right? Obviously yes. your, your quarterback is going to play more than 65% of <laughs> yeah. snaps. Unless it's a season. <laughs> this season, is like right, so. the, the worst possible aspect for every party involved. Tough. Yeah. It's a, it's man, it's tough out there. So, It'll be interesting to see, you know, obviously what the Jets do at quarterback moving forward, and see how their season progresses. Um, it's just, it's just tough. It's tough to see and tough to kind of, um, to as well I empathize with, um, I empathize with you, Jets fans. Right? Sorry that this happened to you. Um, yes. And hopefully, you guys are still able to make a season out of it, do some crazy things, maybe go and shock the world. Zach Wilson, hey, maybe you go out and you shock the world, buddy. Good yeah. on you. So.
1: We've seen crazier um, things. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl, so we have seen crazier
0: things. So, um, maybe that team is just ultra motivated every season now because everybody's already written them off. I think mean, Coach Saul already came out and was like, like, why is there like a obituary already written for like our team and stuff like that? It's like, bro, it's because you had the same team you had last year. <laughs> like, you brought yeah. Aaron Rodgers in for a reason. Like, don't like don't be coy with us. Like, I know you want to be the tough guy and be like, we still have a team, but it's like, bro, you have the same team you had last year. And we saw what happens. Like, don't like. Why would I? Like, why would I still think y'all can be good when you have the same team last year? Yeah, yeah. Um, but go out there, you know, and and shock the world. So that'll be that'll be interesting. I mean, you already won a game up, one game up in the division over the Bills. So we'll see what happens, right? So that was a big win, important win that we'll kind that of recap a here um, a little bit later. So um, let's go into our week one um, rapid recap. So a lot of fun games here. We don't want to go in and do every single game, recap every single game, right? That's just too much time and not a lot of football here that we really want to talk about. Um, But we do want to talk about maybe some of the biggest games. So let's just, obviously, since it was the primetime game, it was opening night, let's give a quick recap here of that Thursday night game where the Lions beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Since they're my team, I'll go ahead and and start. Um, Man, that was just... It was just depressing to watch. That entire second half was just was just super depressing. Um I I that game specifically, I don't think we missed Chris Jones at all. Our defense only gave up 14 points, only two touchdowns. Like what more could you possibly ask for only giving up 14 points? And especially with the offense led by Mahomes, like that should be more than enough, right? Um we had some struggles in the second half. I thought our play calling was very poor, especially on our short yardage plays. I swear when you talk about you have Andy Reid as like one of the best offensive play callers in the league or whatever, their their short yardage plays. We have to have the worst short yardage plays and percentage. Like ever. Like when you talk about the Eagles having like a 92% every single time, we have like the opposite, like an 8%, right? We're the 8% of that 92. Um, It's just terrible. Everybody knows what's coming every single time. They try to get key with it, it doesn't work. It's just so freaking frustrating. Um, It's just so frustrating. And then obviously, Kadarius Tony with his drops, one is a perfect pass, literally turns into a Brian Branch pick six. Um, that really kind of turned the, the tide there in the favor for, for the Lions. And then the Chiefs just were never to get back And then that final drive. Tony had another drop. Then there was, uh, it was like one of those like w- the worst fears happening of like these players, like what they're known for, like carries to crucial drop. Donovan Smith, crucial holding call on a first down that brought us back. And then Juwan Taylor finally got called for a, for a false start yes. homeboy was he was false starting all yes. freaking night finally got called for it and then it's fourth and 25 and we're going for it whenever we're on the plus side of the two-minute warning with all three were it, it was just it was just like every 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 fear of like what these players like are bad at like just happened in like hey. one yes. drive in the like the must win drive everything just came crashing down and it just it just all fell apart I was just sitting and I was like, "Why? why? Like, I don't know why?" Um, what well, is it's? But it was tough. And so, I mean, kudos for the Lions to to win that game, right? Um, but it was one of those games where, like, whenever the the team that should have won beat themselves, right? The Chiefs yes. should have won that game even without Chris Jones, even without Travis Kelsey. Um, they should have they should have won that game, and they just beat themselves with dumb play calling horrible execution and stupid penalties there at the end um and that was really my (laughs) what i gathered from that game um was was those three things right there
1: yeah yeah i agree with you 100 percent um i think i think i agree with you on the chris jones i don't think chris jones has missed nearly at all right your defensive line got really really good penetration they were in golf's face they they you know uh chris jones isn't great with the run anyway so it's stopping the run you know that wasn't a chris jones specialty necessarily so you know that didn't reflect poorly i i you know i don't i think that's one of the reasons we already talked in the chris jones you know situation that they didn't get he didn't get his his uh what he wanted it's because they didn't really miss him i thought um 97 was fau however you pronounce his name he looked amazing in his debut he was constantly i don't think he did anything Uh, like stat worthy. That's crazy. But if you watch the game, you've seen this guy as something, right? He has a lot of potential. He was constantly disrupting, constantly pressuring. He was in the backfield, right? He got off his blocks really fast. And then I think, I think the biggest thing though, is I think losing Travis Kelsey in the manner that you did hurt you, right? If it was Travis Kelsey got hurt during the training camp and you had, you know, time to game plan without Travis Kelsey, I think you would have been fine, but getting hurt a day before, or maybe two days or a day before the game, right? I think a lot of your play calling revolved around Travis Kelsey. When he went out, it was a frenzy to try to fill in some some people. The only thing I have to say is N V S looked amazing. He caught every ball that was targeted to him, and then he disappeared. Like, he wasn't even on the field for a lot of these snaps. W- where is he at? Like every time that he's got the ball, he looks, you know, that Bengals game when he was featured, that big catch that Pat Mahomes threw a hospital ball and he came up with. I have no idea how he caught that. MVS looks like a superstar. He did on the Packers. He's done every time you guys use them. And then Andy Reid like benches him for some reason. I'm not really sure. I think that was the most, one of the uh, most questionable calls. And then uh, the catches with Cadavers Tony, he hurt himself in training camp. He wasn't really out there to practice. Of course, he's not going to be a hundred percent, right? I think that was a big thing that led to the drops. I think Tooney will, drop, will jump back. I'm not, I mean, I'm not high on him, but I don't think all of these drops were necessarily on him. Like, that's not how he's going to play every week. And I think Pat Mahomes still played the I, I think. I don't think this showed us much, right? I think the Lions are still the team they were last year, the fun team to root for that might win a couple games. But can they take away the division? They didn't look great. Right, it wasn't like the Lions came out there and made a, made a statement win. Right, it was. We already said the Chiefs beat themselves. The Lions benefited, benefited for it. I don't believe in putting the asterisk next to the the win or anything like that, like the announcers were saying. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Right, let's not put, put them on a podium. They didn't come out there and make a statement win, like, they, like uh, it seems like.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with it. I think a lot of what you said is true, but the the man, some of those rookies for the Lions looked. Good. We talked yes. about Brian branch, obviously the heads up play for the pick six. Sam. Fantastic. LaPorta. Talked about Sam. Laporte looked look good. Jack Campbell made some plays there. Yeah. Did. Pick. And then Jameer Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs looked freaking good. It's, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of, I mean, they've got a, they got a yes. lot of talent there, right. To see it kind of how they that do. develops there in, in, in the, in the season. And um, so they will be exciting to watch and see how the guys develop. But it looks like they so far from week one that they've nailed those draft picks pretty far. Yes. Um, I like definitely what I liked what I saw from them. So, um good on them. Um I will say I mean as far as the loss goes for Kansas City, if there's one game that we have to lose, it it was this one, right? Um there's no such thing as So I mean every loss sucks, but there's good losses and there's bad losses, and I call this one a good loss because we against a non-conference team. Right? um and so it wasn't divisional opponent wasn't a conference game right so we talk about like the bills loss right division game we talk about the Bengals' loss right division game like and chargers loss afc game right so some of these other top tier teams in the league that you know the chiefs are going to buy against for seating wise like when it comes down to the tiebreakers as of right now right that one kind of goes more in our favor because it was a non-conference team so that's kind of what was how i was able to go to sleep at night was knowing that Okay, like it still sucked, but if we had to lose a game, at least it's a non conference game. That's kind of how I I was able to go to sleep at night and not and not cry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what about another game, Chase? What other game did you want to break down? Just give a quick recap. Do you want to go over the Green Bay game real quick?
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll go over with. Um, I think it's pretty simple, right? We'll keep it quick. The Bears (laughs) still suck, right? You could do whatever you want, crown them in the off season. The Bears are still bad. And Jordan love looks really good. We'll talk about him. I think a little bit later, but he leads the league in passer rating right now and quarterback rating or not pass rating, sorry, quarterback rating. He leads the league. He is the first player to throw three touchdown passes this season. Um, he, you know, it's against the bears, but he could be the real deal. I'm not calling him Aaron Rodgers, I'm not calling him Brett Favre, but he is not a bust, right? He, he's, he's looking like he could be the real deal. So I think that one's really simple Aaron Jones is kind of the MVP this season. Uh, I don't, you know, he, he kind of tweaked his hamstring. He said he's okay. He was out in the sidelines, kind of stretching, you know, throwing up peace signs, cheesing. Uh, they also, something that went underrated, David Bakhtiari didn't practice at all. No, uh, no OTs, no training camp, no preseason games. He didn't let up one pressure at all, right? David Bakhtiari is the guy. He can just plug and play, no practice needed. He's the starting left tackle. So that's really cool to see. I think that I was very, very impressed with the Packers, both. Offensive line, offensive performance in general, and defense. I thought they did really, really well.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, they, they look great. I mean, I, we, you and I were both, um, as everyone was trying to crown the Bears and Justin Fields as, like, you know, the, the winners when Aaron Rodgers left. You, we were both hammering the table saying, bro, pump those breaks. And I feel, I mean, I wasn't surprised this happened. Well, I'm not surprised the Packers won. I'm surprised that the Packers looked that good, Because right? it's still... Yes. They, I mean, they were out with um, they were out. Christian Watson, um, right? They're kind of wide receiver one there, and then I, I knew I even texted. I said, "This is going to be the Aaron Jones show." So Aaron Jones always shows up against the against the Bears. Um, he always has like three touchdowns against the Bears every single yes. time. So I, I, you can always count him in. But like this was the game where it's like, listen, he's just going to put the team on his shoulder. And Jordan Love did great, right? He didn't shy away from anything, and, and he looked great. So very encouraging um, what I saw from Jordan Love for sure. And the Bears are. Looks like still like the Bears, right? And so I'm I feel very comfortable with how we ranked them coming into the season. Um because they did not look very good at all. No. No. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Um Any another quick uh just Go another ahead. quick recap. Um we're gonna, we'll talk about the, the Monday night matchup um, a little bit later. Um, but really the one that I think shocked me the most was probably that Sunday night game with Dallas and New York. Oh I mean 40 to nothing, and the Giants could not do anything no. on offense. Um, and I mean, it's not even like the, the Cowboys' offense was any good at all either. Like, the offense didn't look good, but like their defense and their special teams were just killing it, killing it, killing it. The Giants could not do anything. Daniel Jones was running for his life the entire game. Like, could, it was just horrible. I mean, seven sacks, they had a blocked field goal for it. I mean, it was just three intercepts. I mean, It was just all over I mean there's not really enough lot to recap at all. It's just the fact that the um it was just it was just it just goes to show there was a lot of crappy football played in week one and that was just um not what you want to see on a Sunday night matchup to start the season against two division rivals. So very it was very disappointing to see.
1: Give me give me a pie breakdown. How much do you think that was Giants crappy offense versus the Cowboys elite defense? What do you what do you think that give and take is? I think
0: I would say eighty percent Cowboys was defense, twenty percent um the Giants off.
1: Okay, I was right there with you. I was about eighty two, eighty-five percent Dallas and then the rest Giants. I think I think Dallas defense might be, you know, might be up there with the forty ers defense. This oh, is yeah, the elite showing sure. I they, mean they are really good.
0: No, I I'm with you. I mean, there's um I mean they could not do anything, right? And it, I, Brian Dayball is a hell of a coach. I know he would I has the offense ready um and they've got some playmakers right they have it's not like they yes. have scrubs like there's some playmakers there but they were just bottled up they could not do anything uh, at all and that's that's no. that's credit to to the to the cowboys defense yeah
1: yeah all right i think i got one more game before we get to the monday night and i this one i don't know about a big game but i think this one is a very very big game to um all things football and it's the Rams Seahawks. I have to formally apologize. I've been preaching that the Rams were the worst team in the league. And I think we both kind of been crowning the Seahawks that they had the best draft. You know, we are projecting them playoffs. They, they looked amazing. I still think they, you know, they can hit some of those projections, but I think they just kind of flipped their whole script on us, right? Not only did the Rams beat the Seahawks, they beat them in a pretty big fashion. 13- 30, 13, Matt Stafford through 300 yards. I've been trashing Stafford all off season. So I just have to take my, that I don't think the Rams. Yeah, yeah, I guess <laughs> I did not. I did. I thought, I thought uh, we see, see Bennett in this game. So uh, I just have to apologize to Rams fans. I still don't think you guys make it out of the top 10 in picks wise. I think you're still there, but maybe not the worst team. Maybe, you know, maybe there's teams that get are a little worse than the Rams. So sorry, Rams, Seahawks, you let me down. I I can't even say anything else. That one I think that one was the biggest shock to me. I just watched it. I'm like, what is going on?
0: Yeah, that's. Fun. I thought that was going to be where you on your what you got wrong list. So oh, it's on there. <laughs> <laughs> um, we did, but, yeah. Tough, tough, tough. Um. So time for best and worst. Yep. Yep. Best and worst. All right. So I'll go ahead right. and give you my best here, real quick. Um, kind of already touched on it, but my best is going to be the Detroit Lions. Um, And it's not because Ooh. they came in and they, and they dominated and they were like, we're here, like the North is ours. Like they put on some amazing performance at all. Right. They didn't really at all. Like we discussed, Chiefs really gate at the game, but historically those are, the, those are the games that the lions lose, right. Where everything is going in their way, right. Where the other team is gift, literally gifting them points and they still find a way to lose. Um, but in this game, they they were able to find a way to hold on and to win. So I got to give props where props are due. Um, and so that's going to be my best for the week because they're – it's week one. I'm not trying to overreact, right? To any team's win, any team's loss, I'm not trying to overreact. But those are the games that they lose. They won this one. Big game, Arrowhead, Banner Night, Super Bowl champs. Um, they were able to win. And so are they – does Dan Campbell actually have them turning the page – um, to, to meet those expectations of what many of us, um, predicted them to at least win that division this year. And so that's a great start to the season. Um, they did that. And so that's going to be my best for the lions is winning a game. They usually don't. Yeah,
1: no, I, I, I understand that. I think my best is the 49ers, right? They looked elite in every aspect of the game. The Iowa State guy, Purdy, played well. Christian McCaffrey had that spin move in the backfield for no reason and then just walked it to the house. For that 65 touchdown after the blowout. The defense looked good. This is a Steelers team that's kind of a sneaky upset, right? A lot of the analysts were saying, keep an eye on this game, right? The Steelers team, they they fit the 49ers right. They can play them right. And then it was taking care of business, right? I think the 49ers are uh, were the best of the week. This is the one of the elite teams that came out and played like they were elite in every aspect. Which we didn't see a lot of week one. So I think that they get the best.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you, right? We didn't see a lot of that in week <laughs> one at all. Um but they came in and handled business like, like they should have. So that was good. Um my worst um my worst is gonna be Josh Allen last mm-hmm. night. Three interceptions, one fumble, 0 and five in his career in overtime. Um gets the up oh, thirty so, okay, so up 13-3, to three, right, in the first half, you know Aaron Rodgers is not coming back. You don't score anything in the second half until, like, the last 10 seconds where this huge doink of a field goal, like you're saying a prayer that it goes in. You make it to overtime. You get the ball. You get the ball. You get the ball. We had a whole overtime rules changed because the Josh Allen did not get the ball to start overtime. If you would have got the ball in overtime against the Chiefs, they would have won, blah, blah, blah. We literally changed the entire rules for him, right? Obviously, it's not in this case in the regular season, right? There's no um, yeah. things in that. Um, playoffs is different, but just the fact that they made it to overtime, right? He gets the ball to start off. He can go down there, put the game away, walk off with the win, and instead doesn't get it. They punt it, and then Jets in this crazy, crazy wild inning to the night with everything that happened, you know, walk it off with the punt return touchdown. Um, but, I mean, bro, Josh Allen, what are you doing, dude? This is what the knock has been against you ever since you come to the league. Since 2018, you came to the league. You lead the league in turnovers, bro. You just can't. Like, that's just what is plaguing him right now. Like, that's the narrative around Josh Allen. He's a turnover machine. And when he plays like that, like, that's just going to be what the narrative is. Like, you're not going to be able to do it. You're not going to be able to put your team in situations to win. Um whenever you're turning the ball over, right? He got bailed out. The Aaron Rodgers got hurt, right? So the Jets offense couldn't really muster up anything. The Jets defense held him a check and he just wasn't able to do it. So that's definitely my worst. is, is Josh Allen, the turnover machine.
1: Yeah, it was crazy. Josh Allen played like he was down three touchdowns the entire game like throwing his body on the line and throwing these deep fades to digs that was double covered. It was wild to watch. I mean, I like Josh Allen, but that was, that was wild game. I, it was crazy. I think my worst has to be T Higgins and the Cincinnati Bengals right? We talked about Joe Burrow's contract coming in there. You know, you have this uh, Josh, or not Josh Allen, sorry, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, right? This elite offense that was in the AFC Championship game, and the offense wasn't the problem. The defense gave up these points. They were all the talk. Then they come face a division opponent, one that they've had problems with. Jamar's been outspoken about how he doesn't care. This is the year. Called him elves. That you know, made Miles Garrett mad, I guess, for some reason. And then they scored three points. Gave up three touchdowns, gave up 24 points to be exact, scored three points. T. Higgins had eight targets, zero catches. Uh, The elf caller, Jamar, had three catches for like 35 yards. Joe Burrow only had 83 yards, had one of the worst uh, passer ratings in the league. This this was a very poor performance from a team that we expected, and like we've seen per- poor performances, but this was especially bad. Their defense looked looked rough. Like we we thought their defense would look rough, but we thought that offense would jumpstart. We thought it would give, you know, we expected Joe Burrow not to play the best, but again, remember they played really bad. Be- not they lost last. Last week, week one, but they went overtime. They scored twenty four points. They didn't look this bad. This was especially bad for the Bengals. I don't think this this keeps up. I don't think this is a natural thing every week. But I think it needs more attention than it's getting. This is that was an atrocious performance from the team that was just in the AFC Championship.
0: No, that was straight abysmal. Like, listen, that was one of the reasons the things where I was right. Right when we were predicting the schedule, like the first team losses, like I saw that I said, listen, Joe Burrow always struggles week one um he always struggles against the browns so i picked the browns to win right when we did our picks last week i picked the browns to win yes, I, I wasn't shocked at all that the browns won i was however shocked that the only the Bengals only put up three points yes. and all those stats that you mentioned like that is just honor like that's just that's abysmal like that's just abysmal like there's some there's some bad losses but there that was the worst loss of the entire week um yes that was the worst loss of an entire week. Um, that was just terrible. So they got to write the ship quick because they turn around and play another division rival in the Ravens. Uh, it's going to be tough if you start the season 0 2 against, <laughs> against your division yeah. um, right off the bat there. But um like I said, I don't think it's indicative, right? It's, it's kind of a, a thing here with the Bengals start off. Um, bad week one, kind of like the Packers with Rodgers. You know, week one is just kind of a throwaway game, and they kind of get it right. You know, as they move forward. So I think the Bengals will be fine moving forward. But yeah, that has to be that has to be the worst. That was that was terrible. That was a terrible game. Yes, um, for sure. Um, let's go ahead and give out our official first time. This is our first um, All Things Football game, game ball. Um, so we each have um two game balls. Um, one for an offensive player and one for a defensive player. Um, so, Chase, who gets your first official ATF game ball of the week?
1: Yeah, we'll start on the offensive side of the ball. The first game ball I'm giving to, there should be no surprise. It is going to the league leader in pa- in passer rating right now, Jordan Love. Came in, filled in for the four-time MVP Aaron Rodgers. Right, this was supposed to be the downfall of the Packers. He came in and looked elite in a in, in a week that not a lot of quarterbacks did. Right, there was very few quarterbacks that were that are up there with him. Some of them are like Mac Jones and Tua had a really good game, but he was the first one to do it through three touchdowns. Is at one twenty-three point nine passer rating. He gets my first official
0: game ball. Let's go. We talked about Darn Love. At, he was lights out. He had a fantastic game. Um, My first official game ball um, for the offense is somebody you just mentioned, and that's Tua Tagovailoa. Um, Came in, dominated uh, against the Chargers there. 466 passing (sighs) yards to open up the season. Three touchdowns. I mean, that's just insane, dude. Bro's arm has to hurt. Um, he was just tossing the ball up the field, left and right. The Chargers could not stop him. And so um, good for Tua to come out slinging there week one. So with with almost 500 passing yards and three tuds, I got to give him my game ball.
1: Yes, yes. I, I considered Tyree Kill in the game ball but because he had it nuts. Tua got that arm sleeve, and he's going to go nuts this year. I can't wait to see it. All right, with that said, my second game ball, the defensive side. We are going Josh Allen for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's tied lead leaguer at three sacks. He's got 10 total tackles. This dude is a monster. Okay, he 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 led the Jaguars. He's the rising star on that team. He's going to be a superstar in no time. This guy is elite, elite talent, right? And that Jacksonville that struggled and then kind of took off in the second, second half of the game. Josh Allen kind of fil- figured out that J- Jackson, that defense, he was the face of it when they, sp- needed, adversity, when they needed a and they needed to stop. He got it. He's getting the second official game ball for me.
0: There we go. Listen, I mean, the, it was the, the, that was an interesting game um, with the Jags and the Colts. It was one of those things where like, it looked almost like the Colts were going to pull off the upset. Um, But um the Jags kind of came away with it. And he was a huge, huge help to that for sure. Um My game ball. Um, for defense is going to go, um, to a Jets player, um, Jordan Whitehead, who had all three interceptions for <laughs> crazy. Josh Allen. So, what's crazy enough is that you know, you're getting you know three interceptions. You know your defense picks a guy off three interceptions right in a single game. It's even crazier is that it was the same person all three times, right? So, I mean. Leading the league already with interceptions um, with three there was, was is, is pretty crazy to have all that in one single game. So just the fact that you picked the guy off three times, I got to give you my game ball.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Con- congratulations, guys. You guys have officially received the first official uh All Things Football game balls. So cherish those. Those are things that no one else has. You know, you don't need an MVP or a Super Bowl ring when you got these, right? These are special. So
0: <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Um, let's talk about where we were right and where we were wrong. Um, so where were you right, Jeez.
1: I was right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go first off the lock my lock of the game. Jacksonville over Colts. I called that. I also called that the Colts would play really well and that it would be closer than most people thought. I figured that the Colts, that the Jags had kind of overlooked the Colts week one. Division rival, they always play him pretty close. I think Anthony Richardson's a star in the making. I'm going to claim that already as I was right. He looks really, really good week one. I think I, I'm going to take that full game, circle it as 100% Chase's right game.
0: Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, that was, that was great. We were actually, we both got our lock picks. Um. Right, and our big game previews. Right. So um, we were right about a lot of things. So um, my right, where I was right. Right. So I obviously have the the Bengals prediction already talked about. Um, and then my pregame, uh, my big game preview of the week was the Dolphins, um, beating the Chargers. Um, I I saw that game happening pretty much how it happened. Um, kind of a shootout between both big arm teams um, who love to pass the ball. Um, but it's where the Chargers where they always struggle, and that's their secondary. Right. They do all they can to beef up to beef it up um but just it never it just never is what they're expecting it to be so i wasn't surprised at all um that the dolphins were able to go in there and and put up the points and and beat them um because that was the game that i predicted would happen so i was right on the money Feels good it feels good to be right um but where it feels good to be right also feels bad to be wrong chase where were we wrong this week All right.
1: I'm going to take the flip side of yours. Right. I thought Taron Armstead was out that Dolphins team. Right. I thought they'd be a little rusty. I predicted they would slide a little bit. I've been kind of talking down on them during our AFC breakdown of them. I thought the Chargers going to come out light the league. I thought it'd be a close game, but I thought the Chargers defense was finally going to figure it out. And then watching the game, the Chargers defense looked awful. Absolutely awful. JC Horn might be one of the worst free agency signings ever. Cleo Max underwhelming. That Chargers defense did not figure it out. That is not a great defense, right? On paper, on Madden, it might be great. In real life, it is nowhere near the top of the tier where I thought it was going to be. I think that was my biggest wrong this week. And there's only four to choose from. I went 12 and four this week. So pretty good on me. But this one was pretty bad, my take.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was. You should listen to me, bro. Next, maybe this week you'll maybe this week you'll listen to me like um, my where i was wrong was the tampa bay buccaneers i had all but cast them off honestly as even uh uh in the division let alone the nfc right um and they get i mean it was a back and forth close win but they get the win over the minnesota vikings um I was kind of proving right on my thoughts on the Minnesota Vikings, but we're focused here on, on where I was wrong with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now I'm not saying they're going to go off and maybe do some crazy, you know, great things. Um, that was a great way to start off their season, right? Where they show that they were able to compete in those close games. Baker looked good. Maybe showing a little bit of the old Baker that we love. Um, so may, maybe, maybe they make a splash. I was definitely wrong on them. Week one. We'll see how the season pans out. If I was wrong on them, you know, for the entire season, uh, but definitely wrong on week one for the Bucks. So, um, Got to go ahead and apologize to you
1: guys. Yeah, yeah. You should have just listened to me. I predicted it. Baker Kyrko throwing, fumbling a couple times, throwing it, an interception. The Baker Mayfield, Grady throwing his body on the line during that uh, last drive that the Bucks had. I, I, you know, upset of the week. We both hit our upsets, which is crazy. You know, we continue to give you the best advice on the air. You know, all these other people talking about, I don't know, the, the you know, all the other people want to talk about the Bears winning. We're talking about the real stuff that's happening. So, what did did you know? What you go went when we predicted? I went twelve and four. Was your record last last week?
0: Um, Let me go back. I didn't um, write it down, but I can tell you real quick. Okay. So I went one, two, one, two, three, four, six, seven, eight. 11. I want 11 and 5. Okay. 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 So you beat me by so
1: one. Beat me by one.
0: All right. All right. I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay. Um, all right. And um, okay. That kind of wraps up the That's overall up. recap of week one. Now time to dive into the week two preview. Um, that starts with Thursday night football. And that is the Minnesota Vikings at the Philadelphia Eagles, um, right? So this is similar um, to rematch of what we watched last year um, where the Eagles just demolished the Vikings. Um, both teams struggled in week one. Obviously Vikings struggled, finished with the loss. Eagles also struggled. Uh, they were able to get the win against the Patriots. What are your expectations here um, as the Vikings head over to Philly? Yeah,
1: I think this is going to be a repeat of what we watched last year. I think it was, was it week three i, th- I want to say week three thursday night football yeah
0: it was like week three or four it was like yeah. super early in the season where both teams were like dominating um and then the vikings kind of got super exposed yes yes
1: and i think that kind of I, I don't mean obviously we we already the bucks already exposed the vikings i think it continues right i don't think this eagles team is as good as it was last year i think they lost but, but losing both coordinators takes took a bigger hit than anyone predicted right i don't think nick sierrani is really that great without his uh disciples that he's taught up and you know told how to do stuff don't know how much josh gannon that defense looked decent but shane shane Steichen really hurt you know him leaving so i but i think the eagles kind of win this easily right i don't think the vikings can give the eagles much uh much of a headache they kind of this is kind of the team that you want to play right the vikings are really bad on defense they can run or pass on them and then the eagles what the vikings do well the Eagles also do well, right? The Vikings pass really well. The Eagles best is passing defense, getting to the quarterback, putting pressure on a quarterback that doesn't like pressure. So I think this is a perfect matchup for the Eagles to get the confidence back.
0: Yeah, I I'm with you. I mean, if the Vikings can't um, go on the road and beat the Buccaneers, I don't know how they're going to be able to go on the road and, and beat the Eagles. <laughs> yes. um, I see there's one of those things like you don't want to like, you know, I keep saying overreact to week one. I'm just, I'm not overreacting at all in this place. Like, no. It's just the Eagles are the better team than the Vikings hundred percent. Um and even though you know Justin Jefferson is gonna get his like a hundred percent, you're not gonna slow him down, it's just it's not gonna be enough um going no. up against the, the Eagles. So um yeah, I I got the Eagles I'm running afraid. away with this one. Yep. I mean, I just I really don't think it's even gonna be a game. It's gonna be close, which is unfortunate for unfortunate for a, a Thursday night game, but um that's just kind of um what it's setting up to be. So um, yeah. Sunday Night Football, a division matchup here. The Miami Dolphins visiting the New England Patriots. Um, break us down a little bit here about that matchup.
1: Yeah, so I think we could get maybe the same score that we did last Sunday in a completely different way, right? Patriots played good, but... Are they going to be able to play this well against the firepower that we just witnessed the Dolphins have, right? I think this is going to be very offensively explosive. I think the Dolphins are going to come out there and wow people, right? Tyreek Hill looks amazing. Jaden Waddle got in on it. Two um, slinging that thing. Raheem Mostert even had a couple of those. The Patriots, you know, Mac Jones came alive that fourth quarter. But I think the game might be out of hand, right? The Eagles struggled. They could have put the game out of hand, and then they never really could, and they just squeaked away the victory. I don't think the Dolphins struggle with that as much as the, as the Eagles did. I think the Dolphins win big, and I think it's complete opposite of what we've seen uh, last time where the home team lost because their defense couldn't get going. I think this – or because their defense, right, their defensive team scored all the touchdowns. I think this one is the offensive team over triumphs their defense.
0: Yeah. I'm with that. I mean, you know, division games right in Foxborough, like it's going to be a tough game, right? The Patriots aren't a pushover. They showed us that right in week one where they almost beat, you know, the, the Eagles. Um, So they're going to be there. But I just think the Dolphins are, are coming out. They're firing on all cylinders, right? They did not yes. get the memo that some of these other teams got to struggle in week <laughs> one. And they came out firing in all cylinders. And even though Mac Jones looked good um, in week one, three passing touchdowns, like he looked better than any game we saw him last week. Um I, I still just don't think it's going to be enough and, and that Dolphins team I think is is going to be able to 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 win this one. I'm not going to say it's going to be a huge blowout like we saw last week, but I still think it'll be probably by multiple multiple scores that, that the Dolphins will win this game. I just think Yeah. Um I I think this works out perfectly for the Dolphins, right where you're getting to go into Foxborough early in the season where it's nice, crisp and cool. Um, and then not to come in when it's frozen. frozen, um, and then they'll make the, they'll make the, the, pa- the Patriots come down to them later on in the season, um, when it's, you know, when it's colder. Um, so they, they drew that perfect, um, going up there. Um, but, um, it's tough starting two two games, um, on the road though, to start off the season. So we'll see if that, you know, plays a new factor, but they at least go back to the same time zone. So I don't think it'll be that big of a deal, but, um, listen, I, I you know, I'm big on the Dolphins. They're my division winner. Um so this will be another huge statement win if they're able to to get a division win here and, and go up two oh um in that division. Yeah. I agree with you. All right. The double header for Monday night football. So we have the Saints at the Panthers and the Browns at the Steelers. Let's go ahead and break down the Saints at the Panthers first.
1: Yeah, I think this honestly, I think this is a very close game. Right. I think Bryce Young rehabs. You know better and learns from week one I predicted that Bryce Young, you know quarter working quarterbacks normally struggle week one. I think this is a bounce back game for him and I wasn't impressed with really what I saw from the Saints. At one point in time I thought your lock with the Saints was going to be in jeopardy. They ended up pulling through so um, I think this is close I think the Saints come out with it and Derek truck lives another game.
0: Uh, man. Yeah, this is, this is a tough one. Kind of going over that. You said, you just picked the saints. You said, yes, yes. Yeah. It's just cause, ah, man, it's tough because the saints I think are the better team, but they just didn't really show up anything against when they played the Titans, like the off. I mean, the defense was great, right? The defense, you know, held them. Um, they held them without a touchdown. Maybe they held them without a touchdown. I don't know for sure. Um, but, um, they definitely weren't able to do anything there. Uh, the Panthers, right? Obviously had some rookie struggles and, and everything going on, but it showed a lot of promise, like, right? There was some stuff that was there um in there. But um I just think it's gonna be one of those things where I had already predicted this to be the Panthers' first loss, right? I just thought that they were gonna win the first round. So I I, I you know the, the Saints didn't put on a show um either, I just don't think the Saints are, are the better team at this point in the season. So I think the Saints would, would get the win as well. Um the Browns and the Steelers. Um, this is a tough one because, you know, the divisional rivals here in the AFC North are going to be, are going to be tough this year. Um, the Browns are coming off at a great win against the, the Bengals. The Steelers are coming off a a pretty bad loss against the, the the 49ers. So, you know, one team has to keep them into moving and one team has to get back on track. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Browns taking on the Steelers?
1: Yeah, I think the Browns had a very, very good win last week. And the Steelers got embarrassed by the best team that I gave out this week, right, the 49ers. But I think think the, I think, I don't think that happens, right? These are hated rivals that are going to play each other really close. And I think that the Steelers' defense is going to, even without Cam Hayward, are going to get back on track. And I think the Steelers are going to win this game at very close, right? We kind of know by the laws of Mike Tomlin, right, you lose one, you win one right he's going to stay 500 he can't be dipping down below too much i think this is a bounce back week i think the browns are no slouch but i think again it was just a poor performance from the bengals that made the browns look so good again uh deshaun watson didn't look great in this performance that he that last week it was just better than joe burrow so i think the steelers and kenny pickett kind of pulled this out but i think it's a close real hard fought game
0: yeah i um i can see this thing going either way um before um last week i think i definitely would have picked the steelers um i think i'm leaning more towards leaning more towards the browns um in this even though i'm super high on y'all know i'm super high on the steelers i just know all these injuries all of a sudden are are racking up for for the steelers they're losing deontay johnson they're losing cam hayward like so early in the season um i think it just might be a little bit tough and i think um I think the Browns defense is, is a lot better than most people are giving them credit for. They were pretty much did whatever they wanted to against the Bengals. Right. I mean, I you hold that, you hold the Bengals to, to that. You can definitely do that to the Steelers. Um, and so that's, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. So I think, I think when I have to go with the Browns on, on this one, obviously, I mean, it's tough. I want to pick the Steelers. Like I just want to pick the Steelers, but like my gut um, is telling me based on what I've seen um, this week. Um, i got to go with the browns um on this Sure. Week.
1: Yeah, no, i i don't blame me. I think this is a I think this might be one of the closest prime time game we get this week.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I I agree with that. I mean, this, this I don't know. The Saints and the Panthers are going to be weird because uh, I like the Panthers defense a lot. Um but um the Saints you know struggle on offense, so we'll see what happens, so but the Monday night should yeah. be good. Should be should be close games that we might not see for Thursday and Sunday night football. Um, Let's go ahead and give you our lock picks. These are going to be the teams we are 100% guaranteeing, without a doubt, are going to get the dub this week, Chase. Who was your lock pick for week
1: two? I know I apologize to you Rams fans, but my lock is 49ers over Rams. There's no way you're pulling up the upset twice. 49ers look like they couldn't be beat, and they will not be beat this time. I, you got the hot hand. I can't wait to see who it is this one. 49ers, put your money on it. Sell your house. 49ers, they're winning this game.
0: Always oh, go with the easy lock picks, bro. you got to go with the more, the more troubling ones. Uh, my lock pick, the Detroit lock. Um, the Detroit Lions will 100% guaranteed beat the Seattle Seahawks um, this week. They are coming off an incredible win to open up the season against the Chiefs. This is their first home game. Season tickets have sold out for like the first time in a bajillion years. Um, that place is going to be full. It's going to be packed. The Seahawks are coming off a terrible game, a terrible loss against the Rams of all people um and i just i think it's setting up for the lions i think this i think this game is going to be that really that breakout game um that's going to really really officially put the lions kind of on on a pedestal if you will um saying listen we're here we're legit last week was not a fluke we actually are here we're the new kings of the north um that's that's my prediction that's my lock pick the coming out party officially happens for the lions this week
1: Yep, I, I i see that. I'm, man, that's, I, this is the game that the Lions normally lose. That's why I didn't, I, I, I will see when I tell you my, I went against the Lions. This is, this is not a typical, this is a game that the Lions should win that they're not going to because they're the Lions, right? As much as I want to, if they win this game, I'm going to jump on their bandwagon. Not really, but I'm going to take away what I've known about them. But what everything they've shown me is they're not winning this game. So I like the lock, but I don't know about, I like to take. I don't know about the lock, so get into our upsets here.
0: Let's get to the upset chase. Give it to me. All right, on upset I, alert for week two.
1: I hate to do this to you, but do it. The Kansas City Chiefs are on Let's upset go. alert. Yeah, Jacksonville Jaguars. This is uh, favored. Chiefs are favored by three points. You're going down to Jacksonville. I think one of the reasons that the the Colts played the Jag so well is because Jacksonville overlooked the Colts they were looking forward to this game they had it circled this is what they're putting in their planning for Dougie P wants this win over the Chiefs Trevor Lawrence wants this emergence this is how he starts his MVP season Jacksonville Jaguars get the staple and their home opener beating the reigning Super Bowl champions and the Chiefs fall to zero and Oh,
0: and two Oh man, that would just—I would be completely devastated to happen. But listen, I—I I think it's a valid pick. I don't think it's outlandish to say that you know the the Jags can can win that game, right? I just—I—I'm not going to sit here and say that that's not a possibility. So I'm—I—I would—I wouldn't fight you on that. So I think the Chiefs um, definitely could get upset there in Jacksonville, especially right if they played at all like they did last week. Um, I'm just—I'm not—I'm not betting on that because, um, you know. Uh, This is, it's the chiefs, right? I mean, mean, it's an odd year, right? We see, we've talked about how, you know, Mahomes always opens up strong in the season opener. Obviously that didn't work out. So it could be, you know, Mahomes never loses two games in a row. That could obviously go. The chiefs are never more than two, more than a game under 500 Mahomes career. This could have like a lot of different things could happen at this game. Um, But I just think this is too important of a game to what it means to, to the chiefs Um, obviously playoff wise. Um, but just team-wise, like, where they are coming off of to where they're going to come out there and, and, and not win that game, even though I think it's going to be close. Yeah. Um, my upset alert, um, this this will maybe shock you, um, but <laughs> I went with the New York Giants against the Arizona Cardinals on <laughs> upset alert. I'm putting the New York Giants at Fish on upset alert. Now, by no means am I predicting the Arizona Cardinals to win this game. I want that very clear. Last week I said there are two teams – and you, I was corrected. There were two teams that I would never ever pick to win a game: was the Rams and the Cardinals. Obviously, it was pointed out to me that they play <laughs> each other twice, so I had to pick one. Um, after uh, Rams would be that pick. I think it's safe to say. Um, and so, in this case, the Arizona Cardinals would be the only team the entire season I will never ever ever, 100, no matter what happens, ever predict to win a game. Um, and so, I'm not predicting to be the Giants, but what is just seared into my brain is just that Giants game against the Cowboys. I know the Cowboys are five times the team the Cardinals are, right? That defense is incredible, all this different stuff, right? So I'm not thinking that's going to happen to the Giants. But the Giants were just flat, just flat as flat could be. And this could be a game where they're reeling from a loss where they think they can go down to Arizona and think, okay, these guys are chumps. These guys are sucking. They don't have their quarterback, whatever. We can come in, take it easy and win that game easily. And they could get caught off guard and the and the and the, um, the Cardinals can pull something on them. So um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants take the L here. Um, I'm not predicting them too, but I do have them on upset alert. They need to watch out for the Cardinals. Perfect.
1: Yep. Yep. I, I could see it. I, I, you know, I'm not picking the Cardinals. I'm with you. I don't think I'll pick the Cardinals unless Kyler comes back and something crazy happens, but I could very much see the upset alert. The giants might be that team that falls from grace, right? Playoff win coach of the year plummet
0: uh, really, really bad. Yeah. Um, there's our upset alerts. Um, now it's time to go to the big game preview. So if you remember, um, Chase, just walk us through, remind uh, remind the viewers um, or listeners um, what the big game preview specifically is.
1: Yeah, so this big game preview, of course, it's it, there's a lot of games that play every week, and there's some of them that mean a little bit more, right? Some of them that have m- more uh, playoff implications, some of them that could be playoff games in the future, some of them that could uh, be Super Bowl matchups, right? These games stick out above the rest, right? These are the games that the elite teams are facing, elite teams that you need to pay attention to. So with that being said, my big game preview is going to be the Aaron Rodgers-less Jets against the Cowboys, right? And not because of the offense, but because these are two of the best defenses coming together, right? We're going to see which defense prevails, and I think this is a very important test to the Cowboys to see in order for the Cowboys to be a real playoff team, right? A one team that's not just going to get there and get embarrassed by the 49ers again, right? They have to be elite defenses, which sometimes they struggle to do, especially in the playoffs. If Dak can come in and look elite against this defense, right? This is going to be a very, very good litmus test. We didn't even see Dak really, right? Dak didn't have to do anything. By the time Dak had the field, he was up 16 to zero. He was in, you know, like bleed clock in the second quarter. We didn't really see him shine too much. So this is going to be a very big test for Dak and the Cowboys. I don't think the Jets have much of a chance to win this game. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying this is going to see are the Cowboys the real deal, or are they another year where we can just say, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's their season until it's not their season. I think this is going to be a very good litmus test for the Dallas Cowboys and Dakota Prescott.
0: Listen, I'm with you 100%, right? If Aaron Rodgers is there, it would be a different story. Um, yes. But there's going to be, you know, two really, really good defenses going against each other. Um, and we know that Dak struggles against good defenses. It's just it's just a known fact against playoff teams, if you will. And playoff yeah. teams typically have good defenses. Yes. Right. Um, and so that being said, it's just going to be one of those things where like I could easily see, you know, like the, the Cowboys offense struggling. Um, but obviously their defense is gonna be so good, especially if Zach Wilson is rolling out there to where it, you know, the Cowboys may not have to do a lot. Maybe sixteen points um would be good enough um in this case, you know, to be to be the Jets that week. So, but um I, I agree with you, right? So it's it's a non-conference game, right? So it doesn't have huge necessary playoff implications for each team, but for what it means for their season, it yes. does have huge implications. Um, right. And so um it, it kind of lost its its kind of luster right with the Aaron Rodgers thing um but it's it's a it's, huge, it's this is an important win for the Cowboys like this is a litmus test right against a good def- a great defense right um which is historically their weakness right that does not do good against good defense look what happens when he goes up against the four 49ers every year right he does not do well this is an early test to see if Mike McCarthy's new play calling is going to be able to help maybe help Dak put him into better situations, if Dak is going to be able to see the field any better and make those plays that he needs to do to win, right? So um, definitely an important game to watch, especially for you Cowboys fans to see here because this is the first test you're getting against a, a playoff caliber defense. Yes. Um, my big game preview, we kind of already talked about it with Chase's upset alert, uh, but it's going to be the Chiefs versus the Jacks. Um, mm-hmm. And that's because this is going to be, um, obviously have huge playoff ramifications, right. Um, when it comes to playoff seating, right. Um, I, I don't think it's any doubt that we are a hundred percent confident saying both of these teams are going to make the playoffs. Um, and so it's going to come down to the seating, right. And this is going to be obviously if they have the same record, the tiebreaker, right. This, this game can mean everything coming down to the end of the season. And, um, it's, that's why it's so important, right, is that tiebreaker. You need, you want that tiebreaker just in case you finish the same record to say, listen, okay, we both finished 12 and 4. That's okay because we've got the tiebreaker, right? We can we can still get it in. And so that's what's going to determine this game. Obviously, it's more important It's more important for the Chiefs because, listen, you can start off 0 and 2 and still turn the season around still be okay. But that's tough. We're dropping two games to start the season. That's just tough, right? Jacksonville, right? You can start off one and one, and it's okay. You still lose the rematch, right, to the Chiefs. Like, okay, you beat up on the Colts, but no one threw the high on the Colts. You lose to the Chiefs. They're the Chiefs. It's it's one of those things where it's just it's tough. But if you're the Chiefs, you just you cannot lose this game. Obviously, it's not going to be a downward spiral, and the whole season's over. Like, they'll still be okay. Um, but it's just going to be a bad omen to start the season going off zero and two and losing here. Um, this this conference matchup, right, to go into, especially because um, you look at what the the other um, games are going to be like, or you know the other um,
1: the, the other games teams,
0: for yeah. the teams. Like, so you get Bengals going up against the Ravens. The Bengals could easily lose and start off zero two. You get the Bills. Um, going up, oh, the Bills go up against the Raiders, so Raiders. that's going to be a tough one for them to win. Um, but you talk about, you know, your <laughs> conference rivals, right? The Bengals, the Bengals go and two. Like you at least need to get up one on one against the Bengals, right? If the Bengals will lose, you can't still be sitting there zero two with the Bengals. Like you just, um, you just can't do it. And you look at the Chargers, right? The Chargers um, are going to have the to play. Titans. I mean, they play the Titans. Like the, ti- I mean, I don't being on the Titans, but the Titans play play good. Um, on defense enough. I'm not anticipating that to happen, but just right. The Chargers can win. They can go one on one. Like if you start zero two, you have the Bills at one on one. You have the Bengals maybe at one on one. Maybe they go one and two. Even the Ravens, right? So either way, either the Ravens are going to be two and zero, one on one, or the Bengals are be one on one or zero and two, and you're sitting there at zero and two. It's just. It's just tough when all the other AFC teams are failing and you're failing as well. Like you got to be you got to win these games early so um, you can kind of be out there on top. So it's just it's a big game, bigger game there for the Chiefs just due to that week one loss um, and kind of where the other losses for the other AFC contenders are at. Um, Right. The Jazz can lose this game and still be okay, obviously, because how their division is. Um, and the ease of their schedule, right? Jags have one of the easiest schedules this year. And so dropping one early right to the Chiefs is not going to be as detrimental as the Chiefs dropping two um, to begin the season. Yes.
1: Yep. I agree. I agree. And I, you know, we kind of already talked about that. That's going to be, it's going to be an all eyes on game, right? It's going to be fun either way that, you know, it's a rematch of the uh, what is it? Conference or Division um, division round. Yeah, that's right. So, it's going to be fun. That was a really good game until Pat Mahomes went out. Still a good game, right? He came he ended up coming back in, leading him to the victory. So let's see what these what the, they can do again with week two. Well,
0: right. um, those are our big game previews, the biggest game with playoff implications um and kind of what it means for those teams throughout the season. But let's go ahead, Chase. Are you ready to give our official predictions?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You want me to start? Go ahead. Lay it on us. All right. Obviously, we've already talked about Thursday night. We got Eagles. Then we're going Bills. We're going Ravens over the Bengals. And, of course, my upset of the week, we're going Jacksonville. We got Chargers, Packers taking care, care of it in Atlanta. And then I've talked about Europe's or your lock of the week. I'm going against it, going with the Seattle Seahawks. We've got Colts winning in, winning in Texas. We've got the Buccaneers beating the Bears. Giants over cards. 49ers, my lock of the week. Cowboys taking care of business. We're going Commanders over Broncos, Dolphins over Patriots. Then we hit the two Sunday, Monday night games where we got
0: the Saints and the Steelers. All right, there we go. Um, so I'm going here, Eagles on Thursday night. Packers beat the Falcons. Bills over Raiders. I'm with you. I think the Ravens beat the Bengals. Okay. Um, my lock of the week, Lions beat the Seahawks. Chargers take care of the Titans. The Buccaneers, in a surprising feat, start off 2-0 and when they beat Whew. the Bears. Chiefs um, come in as a redemption, take care of business against the Jags. Colts um, win over the Texans. Anthony Richardson gets his first win as an NFL player. 49ers handle the Rams. Giants take care of the Cardinals. Cowboys deal with the Jets. Broncos burned me last week, Ooh. but I just I didn't like what I saw from the commanders either. Uh, I'm rolling one more week here with the Broncos. Okay. Um Broncos to get the Commanders, Dolphins over Pats, Saints over Panthers, and Browns over Steelers.
1: I think we only have, listening to that, I think we only have four apart. One of them is your lock that I'm going against. One of them is my upset that you're going against. And then the Steelers and the Commanders games, those in respective. So it'll be a fun week. Let's see who can come out, make the victory. There's a chance we could split it, you know, two and two. So I don't know. I can't wait for week two.
0: Week two is right around the corner, guys. So let us know your predictions here, um, what you expect to see from week two. Give us your locks. Give us your upsets, right? Um, we love football because nothing is ever guaranteed, which is why we love the sport so much any given Sunday, every single week. We love it. You love it. Thanks for sticking around. We'll see you next time here on All Things Thanks, football. Things football.